It's the Hats Off Gloves Off podcast. With Mitchell Phillips and Spencer Callender. Ah. Pardon me, folks. I had to throw in a lip real quick. How you doing out there? Hey, what's up, you? How you doing? My name is Mitchell Phillips. Sitting next to me, as always, the robot himself, Mr. Spencer. Beep-a-da-beep-boop. Calendar. <laughs> With a K and an A, folks. Okay, Some an folks a, learn it the hard way. But we're working a new spelling out. Uh, I'm going to go to my roots. Yeah, his fucking grandpa starts spelling it wrong so he can fit in, and all of a sudden, I got to spell it weird? <laughs> Fuck you, dude. Got the flyer nonetheless. Great time in T-Town. Tatchby listeners, if you're listening, thanks for coming out. Except for you, Alex... Uh, Nick didn't show up. Oh, Nick Cody showed come. up. Cody showed up. Cody Code came man. in hot. Turns out I only got one real friend out there. Yeah, it's I didn't really meet any of the any of the homies. Now that I think about it, I should have. Yeah, you should have. There was only a handful there, but uh, if you ask Brian, his mom brought everybody out. But I had my brother run the numbers, and my mom brought out a couple more people than his mom. So suck on that, Brian Burns. Yeah, oh, we got a town <laughs> competition. Local boys duking it out. Whose moms brought the most people? Yeah, I met I met your ex grandma. Met all kinds of my abuelita. Yeah. You're out there bragging about your abuelita. I'm not going. Hey, hey. By the way, I got one too, folks. Yeah, he didn't even bring it up. He just let it drop when I. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even gonna. He won't even find out. He'll meet her someday. I'm He'll not meet even. Her. I'm not keeping it a secret. I just don't want to steal abuelita thunder. Oh, shout out to Mitch's mom too, because she said, "I really wish you guys had a phone number we could call because." There's a lot of stuff you guys don't know. <laughs> and I just uh, confirmed, yeah, we're talking out yeah. of our ass a lot of the time. The hotline is coming, folks. How good would that be? Are we got, well, it would uh, just be your mom calling the whole time. We'd be like, can we get someone else, please? <laughs> we got Bob in Cincinnati. Hey, this is a totally not mom, Mitch's mom. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, good show, good showing. Great show. Um, Happy to be Oh, there. also shout out to that one guy. Wearing like the hat, like a trucker hat from a welding company, who just stood up <laughs> three quarters of the way through Brian's set and said, "Nothing you've said is funny at all." And, just, <laughs> and I don't know if you guys caught this. He just crossed his arms and stood outside and looked through the windows. And soon as Brian got off stage, he came back in and just sat down. That is <laughs> incredible. I didn't know that part. He just. I refuse to tolerate this man's presence because I'll I was, wait outside. I was just so busy thinking, <laughs> thinking. He's not going to do his full time, and I'm next. So I just had to be ready a little. I was leaning into you to be like, should I light him early? And he was like, all right, well, I guess that's it, folks. I'm going to get out of (laughs) here. Well, I knew I had 15 minutes, so I went and kind of like took my time in the restroom, you know, like, you know, got ready. Wasn't in a rush at all, just kind of cruised into the room. And the first thing you said was, I don't think he's going to get him back. (laughs) And he didn't. But he did the right thing because he didn't want to. I don't know, walk people. I guess. Yeah, you hate to be like you want don't want because there are the comics that are like, well, then fuck you. Then I'm gonna bomb on my terms. Yeah, and then that's just, yeah. Then that he didn't bad. kill the momentum, and luckily it's Brian, so I can get up and be like first thing, be like, hey, listen, guys, I didn't like that either. I'm on your side, and they all cheered for me. Yeah, exactly. My first big laugh was just making jokes about his set. Even when Saul got up, I was looking at the tapes, and he was the first thing out of his mouth. He's like. Man, y'all made Brian cry. <laughs> like that's funny. That sucks because he's a funny guy, but that was that was awful. 
<laughs> he said it was the best bomb. I mean, best. I mean, it's for some people, worst bomb of his entire life. That's good. I'm glad I could give that to him because some people need it. I wish I could have enjoyed it more because just thinking about going up next and how am I going to get this crowd back. But uh, <laughs> they were ready. They were totally down to laugh yeah. after that. They were fine. Yeah, they were just particularly didn't enjoy him. <laughs> yeah, they really didn't enjoy him. <laughs> but good time nonetheless. Um, that's why we didn't have a... Uh, uh, an app on our normal schedule, but we're kicking it back at you. We're working for you guys, the people. We're trying to do it all live. You know the deal, recorded. Folks. You know the deal. We're just we're here to provide. This is a public service. This is like trash, or uh, you know, like cleaning up the streets, or um, those guys that put all the tents in the truck like twice a year because there's some type of parade coming through town. You know what I mean? Or there's a, we're getting a new mayor. You know what I mean? Those guys providing a public service, getting those homeless people housed for a total of 20 days until the mayor's inducted and then it's fine. Put them back on the street. Um, but you guys know the deal. We're back to do what we always do. And you know what that is. Pats on the back. Pats on the fannies. Finger pointing. Finger blasting. The good and the bad. The yin and yang. Contemporary kangaroo court of the common era. This is hats off, gloves off. Hats off to you, sir. I have a quick break or news update from last week. This Justin breaking news with Spencer Calendar. Michael Charles Burham escaped convict who we talked about last week with survival skills has been captured. Oh no. They got him just, he wasn't even says in the, the says, says the guy who's for rape. Oh, no, they got him. <laughs> <laughs> says that guy. This is, an update, this is an update from a previous episode, folks, so you got to go back and listen if you don't know. Yeah, the last episode. They got him. He was just kind of like tro- running around some guy's backyard. And they snagged him. <laughs> he wasn't surviving in the woods or anything. So I hope, we'll wait for his next escape. There hopefully will be another news update. Well, based on his track record, he absolutely will have a next escape. It's just more so... Don't give that guy posters. After escapes, they got to house you differently, right? They got to put you in, like, you got to wear those ones, the handcuffs that connect to your ankles. Yeah, you get the Hannibal Lecter treatment at some point. (laughs) Look at the spit guard, and they just move you around on a hand truck like you're a fridge. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Where do you want it? All right, over here. You're not moving anywhere on your own, buster. Oh, one of those cells where it's just like a, it's not even a cot, it's just a cot mattress on the floor, and they just slide your slop under the door. And you just have old books to read. Oh, man. Daniel Steele. That'd be funny. They give you a a stack of books, but it's pitch black. That's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) That is the one uh, when I think, like, man, if I ever did something crazy and got put in prison, at least I'd have a lot of time to read. Yeah. That's the only only upside, I think. Yeah, no, I've Get an education, you know, learn a new trade. The only thing that throws me off was COVID, because... I'll be like, if I had the time on my hands, I'd become like a lawyer. You know what I mean? You put me in jail, I'm just doing push-ups and passing the bar. And then, like, COVID happened, and for like three months, I didn't do anything. <laughs> I was just like, I'm always complaining I had never time to do hobbies or anything, and I just sat on my couch and just watched everything on every streaming service. I'm like, this fucking sucks. <laughs> I'm just like, I have things I could do, but I'm I'd rather sad. just hate the TV. Um, but yeah, I'd still like to believe that if I went to jail, I would be like, uh, I'd come out. Um, and they'd make a Hillary Swank movie about me. Yeah, at least a lawyer. Yeah. Or a doctor lawyer. A prison doctor lawyer would be nice. Oh, you'd be one of those guys where you, ne- you never get out of jail, but you just like, you just work for the jail. You're just like an esteemed inmate. <laughs> People call me like old head. I just dish out knowledge. Yeah, they get to go out. They get Coca-Cola for free and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. 
Or, I, do, I do the the warden's books. What? <laughs> now we're we're just going through Shawshank pretty much. <laughs> what if uh, there's one time when I was in jail, a, a vineyard, <laughs> because you made the best toilet wine. Oh yeah, that'd be nice. And it was you made the best wine though, and all the French people were pissed at you. Papa Mitch's Pruno. Papa Mitch's Pruno. And I'm just on the label with my arms crossed. Just look like Charles Bronson, the English one. Just like, oh, you're on your own label. This is supposed to be classy wine, dude. No, nah, fuck that. I've been I've been having to put up with the Hulu ads for Josh Seller wines for three weeks. I loved my dad, and that's why when I made wine, I named it Josh. It's the fucking worst. The, the wine is called Josh. Fucking kill yourself. Yeah, you can't have Josh wine. You sh- you can't have. I'll never drink a uh, Snoop Dogg wine just on principle alone. Yeah, that's insane. He has a rosé. Yeah, and a red. Come on now. He's a whore, but I love him. What are you gonna do? He's yep. Snoop Dogg. You can't stop him. You could just you could just not partake. But it's not like, you know what I mean? It's it's like Rena Center. I, I don't dislike Shaq. In fact, if you go back in the podcast history, I, I'm a fan of Shaq. Well, Snoop doesn't is... mean I got to go to Rena Center. No, definitely not. And I don't have general either. But I do use Icy Hot. I will oh, say okay. that. Okay. Yeah, some of the stuff. Yeah. Eventually, he represents so many things. <laughs> You boycott Shaq. You just wither away and die because he just supports <laughs> half the shit in a grocery store. But Snoop is weird because he's one of the few guys who hasn't really like curtailed his. Uh, he's like a nice guy, but he'll still say gangster shit and he'll st- still say like cancelable things. Like there's a recent video where he's like, "Do you regret all the stuff you've said about women in your video?" He's like, "Nah, fuck them hoes." Like, <laughs> that's his exact response. But then he's hanging out with Martha Stewart and doing every commercial dude i was getting pissed off at because i was watching live pd and you're watching like georgia and people go to jail for like ten dollars worth of weed and then you go to the gas station here and on like the gas station tv it's like big extra reach right lighters it's him and martha stewart and she's like good for lighting candles and it, snoop dogg leans into the frame he's like amongst other things <laughs> and just some guy's life is ruined he's in jail he's in a jail cell right now getting fed slop under the door because <laughs> someone calling him old head because he smoked weed in a, across an invisible line and it's Snoop Dogg's fault, right? But ha- what a great partnership. How did it take 30 years for Bic Lighters to sponsor Snoop Dogg? That's fucking insane. Well, the both of them, because isn't Martha Stewart, she's probably a candle lighting queen. Isn't that what yeah. her show's all about? Making food and lighting candles? I think that's one of her unofficial titles when Bruce Buffer inter- introduces her. <laughs> the candle queen. <laughs> she's getting sap. Yeah, she's probably... she's The uh, Connecticut rattlesnake. <laughs> She's uh, I don't know. She's just fucking crazy. She's a vibe setter, professional mood setter. And what is Snoop Dogg? He's a vibe himself. Just everywhere he goes, he brings the vibe. That's a good point. Got some sirens going on outside. They're getting awfully close. Um, let's see. Is it my turn? Oh, you're up, baby. All right. You'll like this one. Classic Hogo. A U.S. soldier is being detained and held in, which is uh, same thing. He, but he's being detained, which makes me to believe he's actually physically being held right now. Like <laughs> he's a, <laughs> one one really small guard is just holding. He's him. in the embrace of a of a, a combatant soldier. A U.S. soldier is being held, detained, and held in a North Korea after in a North Korea. Oh no! In the North not Korea, not in a North Korea. That's bad news. After crossing the border from South Korea without authorization. So basically, this guy, uh, Travis King, twenty three private second class uh 
He's stationed in South Korea as a like logistics and reconnaissance officer. Um, not being a bad boy over there. South Korea, United States, we got great military relationships. Obviously, they need us to have great re- military relationships. Um, so this dude, he's just he's got one of those sweet military jobs. Like some of my friends, are like yeah, I just worked in like on helicopters in Vegas. You're like, okay, that's middle of the road, cool, right? Some dude is like, yeah, I like I was the septic guy on like a fucking on like a navy aircraft character. You're like, that doesn't sound as cool, but at least you're on a cool boat or something. Then you have the sickest one. Like I have friends that are like, yeah, I went to Japan and I worked on fighter jets. So I just got to like live in Tokyo and like soup up sports cars. Yeah, you want to go to a cool country. Yeah, so this dude's just chilling in or South Korea. Or a lot Korea. of people just say, yeah, I was just in Hawaii for four years. Yeah, exactly. Like you just get to play golf every day. It doesn't it's, matter what, what you did there. You have a nine to was... five, you just happen to be in the military. But you're stationed somewhere cool. Like it was like my my grandpa served in World War II like, uh, <laughs> in Guam. You're just like, oh, sweet gig, dude. You just... Just stare there with binoculars. Nope, nothing on the horizon no, again. They're not here yet. Oh, but if they do, um, so this guy's stationed in South Korea. He should just be chilling. You know what I mean? Get a nice uh, Korean girlfriend or something. Hang out in the neon. I'm not too, uh, I don't know, familiar, I guess, with South Korean culture. But I doubt, I, I doubt it's a dumb place to live. It's their capital. It's a metropolitan oh, super city. Fun. It's a, it, I've only had a, I had a layover at Seoul Airport one time. Seoul, Seoul. But they, uh, it seemed futuristic of a place. Well, it seems, it's like one of those places where you're just like, is this five years in the future? Is that where I landed? It must be great because it's a country where uh, men in America who can't get women just go there to, and they can just get laid, no problem. Well, they teach their women to be women. Which, like you which can is become hot what stuff. What I've heard from the alpha so chats on YouTube. If you're stationed there. But so what this guy did with his time while being stationed in Seoul was um, get into go border fights. hopping. Get into fights repeatedly. So this guy, oh, this guy's just a maniac. Yeah. So um, he gotten. He said it just said he's been in trouble for getting in fights. So the only two accounts we actually have is he beat the shit out of two guys at a nightclub in Seoul, um, punching two Korean nationals in a Seoul nightclub. He's also fined one million won which is about uh, $4,000, for repeatedly kicking the back of a police car and screaming foul language at the officers trying to apprehend him. So the police arrest him. He's got a temper problem. He gets processed. He's handed back over to the United States military. They assign a couple MPs to him. His jo- their job is to get him on a plane back to Fort something in Texas. Um, oh, let me see. Fort Bliss in Texas, right? Where he'll be court-martialed and administratively separated from the military, being like, he'd be dishonorably discharged, whatever. So the two MPs are escorting him through the airport. He slips through their fingers. <laughs> this guy's just gone. He vanishes. Um, next time he pops up is three days later, saying he traveled somewhere between 37 and 42 kilometers up to the border. So he had to have taken, like, buses and shit or hitchhiked. Gets to the border, joins a tour group, and as soon as they get close to the border, he just runs across. <laughs> runs. Literally runs, Yeah, right? just just runs. So. Jeez. He's just not wanting, like, he would have just been released. Like, nobody was pressing. He would have just gotten back and got dishonorably discharged. Now he's in a state that will probably actively torture him. <laughs> like, not feed him. He, yeah, he didn't think it through. And uh, he's so they they've got him. Any word on when they're letting him go? No. Then he ran. It said he ran down an alleyway and then around a corner, out of sight. 
And then uh, they saw him walking the other way, being detained by two North Korean officials. That's got to be a just that feeling of, I mean, this guy's just an adrenaline junkie, right? And he went too far. Uh, one witness said she saw him running what looked like full gas toward the North Korean side. I just pictured a, it's got to be an Australian, right? Oh, he's running full gas. Full gas. <laughs> Everybody was stunned and shocked. Everybody just... shouted, get that guy, before South Korean and American soldiers ran after him but could not catch him. It was all over in a few seconds. Ran about 10 meters down a narrow alley and then around a corner before he was out of sight. What is What does the border itself look like? Just wide open? There's you no... see, didn't you see when Trump visited? The DMZ? Yeah, I don't really remember. It's I like... mean, I've, I've definitely seen stuff on the border. So there's a... Because there's a, the... I've seen videos of guys stationed right at the border. There's, there's like, uh, like 20 feet of like loose gravel. And then there's like a, a stone curb on either side. And then the middle, I imagine, is the border, but everybody just doesn't even go close to it. Like it's a buffer zone. But then there's two buildings sitting there for like any type of inner whatever check-ins. talks, type of conferences or something. So he didn't check in with the, with the guard, with the border guard at the gate. Damn. Yeah. Um, so this guy, man, this guy's... A- did not plan his move. Like... Outside of just like, I got to get out of here. Does he care? He seems insane. Well, it turns out he was, he's really falling apart since the death of his seven-year-old cousin back in the States. So they said he might have just mentally snapped and he was probably just drinking too much and getting in fights. You know, at the end of the day, he's like a Taylor Kitsch movie. You know what I mean? Just some like dude in a leather jacket sitting in a bar and somewhere in Asia. And some guy just says something wrong to him, but he's reeling from his cousin's death. So he just punches the guy and the cops try to arrest him. It's really the beginning of a movie. Yeah. And, he, and, of course, he is a maniac, but uh, it's I'm, for good reason. He's hurting. He's got a heart of gold, and he's really hot because it's Taylor Hitch. They interviewed his family, um, and they're all just sitting on the porch. And they, they tell him, like, did you know anything? And his mom's like, no, I talked to him two days ago. I thought he was just being restationed to Texas. And then it turns out he's gone. They turn to his brother, and he's like, man, he crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so it's tricky for the U.S. We're going to have to trade somebody for him, probably. Um, not good, considering, uh, I don't know, just Can we just ship tensions. a WNBA player to uh, no- to North Korea? I got one in mind. U.S. citizens have been detained there several times since 1996. They included tourists, scholars, and even journalists. July 2017, the government banned U.S. citizens from visiting the country. That's it. R.I.P., brother. You're oh, going to yeah. be getting some big old titty twisters up there. He's going to come back with a, a lot less LBs and a couple new ideas on capitalism, I bet. <laughs> we'll see. I'll say anything. You fucking hold my eyes open and make me watch whatever the fuck you call entertainment. Yeah, eventually. You play this song over and over, you're going to like it for, for a certain, yeah, to a certain extent. I'll start praising how good Hulu is. Not There's not nothing to watch. I love Friends. What are we watching? What am I watching? Now, what's next on the plate, I oh, guess? Oh, shit. Hats off. Ooh. Hats off to you, sir. I've probably given hats off to this place before. You know, I like a little In-N-Out burger. All right. Fresh ground chuck. Sure. Yeah. Who doesn't? I don't even think of it as fast food. I think of it as great food fast. That's, yeah. So it's been said? The lines are really dumb. I get that. I wouldn't wait in a crazy drive-thru line for it like they do. But no. um, but I know the spots. I know the in and outs that don't get packed. I know where to go. Yeah. 
When I lived in Hollywood, I'd drive by the Hollywood one to go to the one on Lancashire up in the valley. Yeah, oh, yeah. I would, yeah. I'll de- I'll ne- yeah, never go to that Sunset one. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. Just go to Burbank or something. <laughs> Just asking. <laughs> what do you think about your brother sneaking across the border? Man, that's crazy. What do you think about the in and out line on Sunset? Man, that's crazy. Man, that's crazy. Yeah, the original one's in Pasadena. Just go there. Well, you know, they demolished the original one, technically the second one, but the, yeah, sure. the longest standing. Anyway, in and out is now banning their staff from wearing masks. Unless they get a note from their doctor saying they need to wear a mask because, you know, something that's wrong with them. So they switched the mask mandate, which is cool. What's the logic there? Good customer service. We want to see, you know, our, we want our staff to Smiling see their faces. faces. You make, you do things with your mouth. It signals to other humans what you mean, what. Yeah. And so that makes sense. It's a classic place. They're so into customer service that I, I know someone who had sleeve tattoos and got like laser removal so he could go into their management program. Like they're just, they're old school. It's good. America... And they pay their staff like 19 an hour starting. America invented customer service, and it's nice to know there's still places out there that put a, an impetus on that. There's a few. There's a few. And what I guess this is where the gloves off. They only were able to do it in five states because California and Oregon, you just can't... There's no... You can't ban a mask. Sure. It's not... It's not a possible. lot of Asians. Sure, but are they working at In-N-Out? No. Not a lot of working in and out. No. I bet if you go down to Orange County, you see a few. Yeah. Arizona, Colorado, Nevada, Texas, Utah, no mass. Nice. And that sucks. Dude, you can't, uh, you just can't hear people. <laughs> you can't hear people. I want to see your mouth moving. Yeah. And if you don't comply, we'll be, you'll be fired. We believe this policy will also help promote clear and effective communication both for our customers and our associates. Well, also, it's absolutely useless unless you're performing surgery or something. Like, that's not what a mask is for. Our goal is to, con- to continue to provide safe, customer-centric store support in these environments. Safety for health, safety, and quality. Good for them. Do they put mustard on their burgers? They can. No, I mean like when they before they grill them. Do they put the mustard on the patty first? If you order it animal style, they do. Oh, that's nice. Okay, good to know. Yeah. I mean, or you could just get a non-animal style and say mustard patty, but why wouldn't you get animal style? Yeah, it's kind of a silly. Why wouldn't you? And now there's uh, people up in arms. There's there's this, uh, I don't even know if I want to read this, but there's a long Los Angeles Times opinion piece titled, Really in and out a mask ban for employees. And they kind of rewrote how it went. What would be the... Listen to this, though. Go ahead. They uh, fucking... In this, he rewrote how it went down during COVID, where he's like, what about the time when some people wore masks and some didn't, and we respected each other's opinions? No, you fucking (laughs) did not, you cocksuckers. That's what I want to know, is what's the argument for? If somebody, like, I get the libertine argument of, like, if I want to wear a mask, I should be allowed to wear a mask. But it's also, it's your employer. Like That's where they get to make a call. But I, I want to wear my street clothes to work. Sorry, we but, have a uniform. But now you're, now you're on this, you're on my, where, you're, you're now on the side that I was on two years ago. And I was a fucking grandma-killing, fucking cock-sucking asshole. Yeah. Essentially. 
Because I don't. Yeah, the emotional. I don't know what the argument of... is to be like. No, they should be able to wear a mask. But why would they want to wear a mask? Like they're still not backing down on their, this fucking last three years of lunacy. I think some people found it. It's got to be like along security the security blanket. Thing? Yeah, they found it comforting to wear a mask. And they must find it comforting because I know so many. Like, so go be a furry. The most masks I see are not old people. It's when I drive by like high schools and stuff, and yeah. they're getting out of school, and all these kids are masked up. That's just and the, fucking, the healthiest one. That's just absolute. That's just evidence of brainwashing, though. There's someone in my family who's uh, like teenage age, and at family events, they're wearing ma- a mask. That's so sad. Because the it, healthiest people in the room. It literally does nothing. You're, you're, these people are dying on a hill that was was leveled the long ago. It makes no fucking sense. It's it's boiling my blood right now. Yeah, it's it's really just the hiding or comfort blanket thing. I think in the way that I don't know, like lesser version of furries. How you know, it's like yeah. it's something freeing about covering your face. Um, I don't know. I don't. It's just it's. A lot of these people need to just get the fuck over it. Like, there's two. This generation is too agoraphobic. Like, you can get your groceries delivered to your house. Your fucking Uber eats. Like, like my neighbor, I've never seen him leave. He's just always in his apartment. And granted, I'm at work, so I'm like, okay, maybe it's different hours. But my chick works from home. She's like, no, he's in there all day, and he gets Uber eats to his house three times a day, and he says thank you amongst the loudest decibel levels. And you pass him in the hallway, and it's he's like, is he a very soft man? Yes, of course. Uber Eats three times a day, and it's not, he's not getting fucking Urban Cafe and fucking you know Zanku. It's fucking Jack in the Box and McDonald's three yeah, times a day. I, I live next to this hoarder lady. We just it was a duplex, so we just shared a wall, and I never saw her leave her house except to go to Jack in the Box. That's fucking insane, dude. And then, but that guy, that guy's gonna this tell me how to Uber live. Eats. No, but it's also just like you know that guy's fucking vocal about his opinions. It's like, bro, you're not even living life right now. It's always people living the most fuck. It's like people who want to tell you how to live are always the most depressed. It's like, oh, I should live like you. Weren't you just telling me an hour ago how fucking sad you are? How you yeah, need pills just, to you're not just be sad? Reading about how you should live, you're not doing it exactly. It's fucking frustrating. But I hate the flip flopping. The whole like, that's what the, the abortion thing was timed beautifully with the all the COVID stuff. Because now you got like people literally going. My body, my choice on this issue. My not your body, not your choice on this issue. You know what I mean? Going this back and forth. I said, listen, I'm across the board. Fucking abortion, helmets, seat belts, drugs. If it's your body, it's your fucking choice. <laughs> helmets, seat belts, and drugs. I wish I had, uh, had a helmet on. Some of the times I did drugs, allegedly. <laughs> Alleged drugs. Well, suddenly this summer, here comes in and out treating the decision to mask not as a valid personal decision well-rooted in the realities of an ever-mutating virus, but as some kind of threat to having a burger. Jesus fucking Christ. This is an opinion piece. Can't you just have Chick-fil-A? Do you have to co-opt everything? And here's my theory. Is they're, they're, this is a controlled demolition of American culture. I think they did the Bud Light thing on purpose. Bring down one of the, like, it's a, it's a, a landmark of American economics, Anheuser-Busch. Well, yeah, and they're but these people don't give a fuck. What they see is they're destroying institutions. This is positive for them. You're falling right into their fucking trap. Drink, drink a Bud Light, folks. Don't fall for it. 
right. And the fucking... I'd rather drink regular Budweiser. No, but Chick-fil-A, they used to be like Christian or whatever. They still are. uh, Yeah, but then they started doing a bunch of like LGBTQ stuff, which my train of thought is, hey, if Lockheed Martin's on your side, you're probably not the good guys. Fucking... (laughs) The Pride Parade brought to you by Raytheon. Like, you took Chick-fil-A. Can we not just have one Christian hamburger in this whole goddamn red, white, and blue? What about In-N-Out? That's what I'm saying. They they're, got... they're, they're trying to come for them, though. Yeah. These fucking, these L.A. Times homos who would have been lining up for In-N-Out since they arrived here and from Ohio six Chick-fil-A. years ago to chase their fucking dreams. Oh, you came to my state? Eat the fucking In-N-Out. Read John 316 yeah, on the bottom right, of the cup exactly. and suck my dick. <laughs> Read the Bible verse. <laughs> Read Nehemiah. Four fifteen. The company claims its motivation is good customer service, demanding effective communication. Yes. While showing their smiles and other f- facial features, yet interestingly, in and out's company's no mask policy won't apply in two of its biggest markets, California and Oregon, where the bans have been forbidden by law. What would be that the reason intense. to wear a mask? That's that's where you need to start. It, 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 forget about their autonomy. They're at work. You have no autonomy. You are on the clock. What would be your reason? Why are you defending these people that want to wear a mask? First of all, get their reason on why they would want to wear a mask. Show if you're the party of science, you fucking cucks. Show that there's no fucking science. Now be the party of science. Masks are fucking stupid. Knock it off. Unless you weren't, unless yeah. you're ill, you want to wear a respirator. It needs to be N95. The only time, the only reason I could think I'd want to wear a mask at work is if I had a really bad cold and I just could keep my phlegm contained and wipe my nose with it. So just more for embarrassing. <laughs> You know, the embarrassment of like... It's uh, for droplets, not particulates. Yeah, but I could still wipe my nose. Exactly. And now you just got a, a, a booger mess inside your mask. You just swap that bad boy out for keep a new one. new ones every 20 minutes. Yeah. Bam. It sounds gross, but that's what dudes did in the 40s. So just keep a hanky on you all week. Yeah. Just keep filling corners with boogers till that thing's full. Toss it in the family laundry. Just have Charlie Bucket's mom spin it around in that big bucket. With the cool spoon. <laughs> got to get one of those spoons. Great for making sauce. That's just so frustrating. I fucking hate every angle of this. Good for In N Out. Yeah, I'm pumped on In N Out. And them using the customer service angle is great because you you know how they align politically. You know what I mean? They're not Home Depot out there on the front lines voting for Trump, but (laughs) but they are sticking to their ground. But they're using the excuse of customer service, which is a valid win-win though because uh, they are so into customer service. Yeah, exactly. It's brilliant. You can't come back on them. It works for... Listen, listen. They've got it covered. And watch the Huel Hauser, the internet. It's better for customer service and there's no valid reason to wear one. And and that's where you stop it dead. You're like, oh, so I can work while I'm sick? It's like, no, you're sick. You should go home. Isn't that one of the points of In-N-Out is the benefits are good? Don't you got sick days? That's why you work at In-N-Out? Yeah. You get some bennies, put a little money away. Non-compliant employees can be fired, meaning employees will be faced with the choice of risking their jobs or risking their health. Can we all agree this is wrong? No, we cannot all agree. We can't. We cannot. Questions answered. It was a br- dude. I subscribed to them. It was brutal. They had the same two comics. Don't even get me started. <laughs> you didn't hit the Hot 100. Nah. LA's comics to watch. No, I meant comic books. Or oh. not comic books, like the comic strips. Oh, yeah. They literally had two separate... That's That was the day I canceled the subscription. They had two <laughs> separate comics with the exact same joke, and they were right next to each other. And you're an aficionado. You're going, hey, this is Marmaduke, April 16th, 1994. I'm not falling for this shit. 
Beck, Rebecca, get L.A. Times on the phone. Also, L.A. Times doesn't even have Garfield in it. Get out of here. What are they doing? <laughs> They're doing it wrong. I know that because I got rid of them. Oh, that's absurd. All right, you ready for a whirlwind? I'd like a whirlwind. I've been waiting for a whirlwind. Get ready. It is now time for Turkmenistan News Update. What the fuck's up? So fresh news out of our uh, neighbors to the east and the west, technically. <laughs> um, and the north and the south, I guess, if you go long enough. Yeah, I mean... What are we gotta we gotta draw a line here. Hey, um hey, yes. Yeah, Darlene, can you bring the globe from my yes, go up to the penthouse, get my yeah. No, it should be unlocked. Just grab my globe. I need to see which direction I go to Turkmenistan. Um so back to the news. We got um Turkmenistan stuns Iran in the twenty twenty three CAFA Futsal Cup. Stunning? Big upset? Big upset. Oh, now, everyone sleeps on them, but uh, the Menistans are going to play. What's the game? Futsal. You ever see futsal? It's like a type of indoor soccer. Okay, then, yeah, I've seen it. So, um, yeah, so Tajikistan, Iran, Uzbekistan, Kyrgyzstan, Afghanistan, and Turkmenistan are all competing in the tournament. So it's like a Central Asian futsal, like World Cup. Big, and, a lot of hometown pride, then. So nobody gets eliminated. It's just they all play each other a certain amount of times, and they get points. Uh, and then whoever's got the most points at the end is the winner. That's actually pretty lame. <laughs> Yeah, it is, because you don't have any type of bracket system. But I also, I have my gripes with the bracket system. You know what I mean? Where you can have, it's, uh, I was just watching fucking um, Celebrity Jeopardy, or not Celebrity, uh, Celebrity Grandmasters, whatever, Jeopardy Grandmasters. Mm -hmm. That's a good system. So it's like a bracket system, but also points awarded. It's like a nice combination of both to ensure the best person wins. Because in a bracket system, you can have two shitty teams face each other, two good teams face each other. You know what I mean? Well, and that's why in sports... And now a good team is that would have beat any of the other two teams is getting knocked out because they had to face a good team tur- first. And that's why the seeds are so important. But I'm not getting into March Madness bullshit. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, that happens a lot where the, the Super Bowl, the Stanley Cup, the World Series may not be the most exciting series. It's the, you know, it's the Western Eastern Conference Series that's yeah, exactly. the most exciting. Or, yeah, yeah. And so it's unfortunate, but... But our futsal, they do their own thing, all right? But Who they might have knocked the futsal way? Opening game, July 23rd to July 30th is the tournament, and um, Tajikistan faced Iran first, and they, they blew them out. So good on you, Turkmenistan. Hats off to the boys across the pond. Oh, so the tournament's not over. There's a lot, lot, yes. lot more to play. Yes, they... Um, I wonder who's the who's the heavy favorite. I don't know. I'll look. We'll get an update next week. Oh, obviously, I'm invested in this. It's it's going to last seven days, so we'll know who won next week. That's probably on ESPN two, right? Yeah, I think more in the six to eight range. ESPN seven. <laughs> but more in Turkmenistan news. Um, and this is we're getting a little whoa whoa whoa. Gloves off. To the International Census Committee, because they're trying to come down hard on our boys over here in uh, Turkmenistan. What are they up to? They're claiming their census is bullshit. Doubt it. He's by the book. The Gerbang family is by the book. These people, the world wants nothing to do with them until they do something wrong, and everyone's going to tell them how to do shit. Yeah, they wrote the book. They told them they should have gray buildings. They said, fuck you. White buildings everywhere. All white earth thing. So they're saying their census, they didn't go by any traditional census strategy, which is just, I don't know, I think a bit uh, xenophobic. 
Yeah, what do, what do they mean? Like calling? Oh, you want to door to door? This country that's been here for a million years, this 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 people, you're going to tell them how to, how they should run their census? It's a bit uh, Western elitist of you. Yeah, we do it our way, where we count. Yeah, they do it their way, where they're like, aren't these shiny buildings? One million people. <laughs> All the cars are white. Two million people. Sorry, they don't they don't count the way you do. You go to you go to go to China. They do algebra different. Not if you if you arrive at the same answer, is it wrong? No, no, it's just their way of doing things. And the fact that you don't believe there's seven million people in Turkmenistan really grinds my gears. And this this census agency, first of all, who gave you the authority? This is my tax dollars. I'm paying taxes for the, for some dues on EurasiaNet.org to say Turkmenistan's full of shit. Well, we've been backing them for a long time. Why? I'm just, I'm just, uh, Turkmenistan has always had our back in providing sweet, fiery holes and nice stories and music and, and frankly, light in a dark time. And a, just an interesting way to run a country. A bright white light. A really white, blinding light. <laughs> if everything's white, then it's like living in heaven, right? That's the concept. I dig it. It's clean. Who doesn't want to be in heaven? The way I see it is, I'd want I want things to be all white because then I notice when they're dirty, and I can and I can pay a little attention to it. Then I can clean it. When things are when you paint all your buildings brown, tell me if you can tell which ones are dirty. Yeah, hidden stains. Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of it. This guy, full transparency. In fact, you need sunglasses just to walk around. Dun, da, da, da. What okay? So what was their last sentence? What was their last population? Count? It's all tracking, but I say all that to get to this. You guys keep trying to bring Turkmenistan down. Seven million seems realistic, unless they lost a bunch of people in some worldwide pandemic they weren't entirely transparent about. I don't see their census numbers lying whatsoever, right? So they use this opportunity while the spotlight's on them to to announce Arkadog. Uh, sounds cool. I, uh, Arkadog? Turkmenistan pulled the veil off of their brand new futuristic smart city. Arkadog. Oh, it's about time. How long have we been waiting for this smart city? Whew. We got leaks about it a few years ago, but man, ent- he got it done quick. An entirely pre-planned city built to house 773,000 residents, cost $3.3 billion to build, and will potentially become the new capital, depose Ashgabat, the, you know, the jewel of Central Asia, Damn. as the capital of Turkmenistan. So all buildings are seven stories tall. Smart. They're all white. All cars are white. Arkadog, by the way, uh, means protector, which was the nickname of our boy Gerbangs. So they built this. They, I live in Arkadog. Man, that sounds cool. Right? Where are you from, Arkadog? Arkadog. Woo. <laughs> um, so. What's so futuristic about it? There's Wi Fi or something. I don't know. They don't really get into it. There's a bunch of electric car charging, um, charge, obviously, white electric cars. Uh, Sirdar, our boy Gerbangs, his son, who's now the current president. Uh, oversaw the the building and the t- uh, the new ceremony for unveiling this this new city named after his dad, the Protector. Um, obviously laden with sweet golden statues, 
perfectly like coordinated streets. I mean, look at this place. This is a giant horse statue. There's a globe with a horse on top, and there's flying horses all around it. Cool. Big fountains. Oh, I love fountains. Yeah. It, I, well, it's just another spot to hit on our tour when they eventually invite us over to be the official U.S. ambassadors of Turkmenistan. Yeah, Gurbangs, you got to know. I mean, I was yesterday, I was at Exposition Park, uh, you know, eyeing this fountain. And it probably doesn't even, isn't even close to what you got. Well, here's where we step in, Spencer. I'm ready. Success, I've been told, is when preparation meets opportunity. This just in, Turkmenistan, I'm going to bleep out this word because it's incorrect. Turkmenistan's president, Turkmenistan's blank president, sacked several top officials. You know what that sounds like to me? Sounds like our boy Sirdar Bergdamuhamedov is draining the swamp. Making room at the table. He So you want to complain about it? You're like, hey, their census is wrong. He goes, sure, fire that guy. Hey. Smart. Hey, you're saying. Uh, Naysayers co- got to go. You're saying this or that. He just fired like 13 people. Yeah, you don't need those, that negative energy around you. But all I see is a bunch of gaps in your government, and I'm an idea guy. Yeah, we're yes men. You Because you're a country. You need so many, like, diplomats of this and ministers of that. What I'm saying is you got nothing that I can handle. Listen, I operate on an elite level. I know how to coordinate. I facilitate. He's ready. Be agricultural minister or whatever. I don't, you don't have to know about plants. It's all about business, baby. Put me in charge of like video games or uh, techno or whatever like weird Central Asian like committees you have. You know what I mean? Put me in charge of like nightlife. I'll show up fucking all white tuxedo. I'll be the club master. Something, dude. I'll show up with glow sticks. We'll figure it the fuck out. Well, I'm seeing there's there's some gaps in your administration now. Yeah, look us up on Indeed and see if you like what you know, like what we got. Clearing house is only half the problem. Now you got to fill those seats with competent people. And I'm here to tell you, I'm a competent person. If you if if you got a problem with bugs or something, I'll figure it out. Wait, you you guys want lettuce? You ever had lettuce? I'm from California, baby. Let's get you some lettuce. Yeah, you have any wild animal problems? We'll wrangle them up for you. Have you guys ever had chilequiles? <laughs> I know oh. a place. Direct flight. Dry ice it. You want us in charge of bringing Taco Bell, KFC, uh, and McDonald's to your country? All franchisable. You guys reap the rewards. Pay, yeah, you pay a little tax to Taco Bell headquarters. But who doesn't? You know yeah, what I mean? You can have six subways by Christmas. Taco Bell tax you twice. You got to kick up to the big man, and then it taxes you at the, in the bathroom. But Sure. But the doo-doo tax. That's the price you got to pay for a beefy five-layer. So on all accounts, Turkmenistan is doing well. Death to the haters. They are not authoritarian. You're just jealous of their shiny new city, and you think they don't have 73,000 people to fill it. And I think you're wrong. You need a mayor? Arkadog, you need a mayor? I'll be like uh, Klitschko. Just be like one of those, those dudes you just give like an uh, honorary title to, and I just get to be the mayor now? I'll, what do you have to do, like hold big scissors? Unveil like gold dog statues. Big scissors, shake hands. I uh, was born. Do for a this. lot of pictures where you're charging your white car, plugging it in. It's just connected to nothing. But it's who cares? It's for the picture. Yeah, you want us to help help your new city go even more green? Call us. We got ideas. You telling me me and Spencer can ha- can't handle it as good as whoever whatever dickhead you assign? Listen, I get it. You got a small country. It's been tumultuous. You don't have the best pool to draw from. Come to the United States and grab some elites. All right. That's for you, Sirdar. I'm talking to you. We know you're listening. I said Turkmenistan about seven times. 
your algorithm tripped you up. You're probably listening live somehow. You better be. And we'll, uh, we won't even put in two weeks' notice with our work. We'll, we'll, we'll be on a flight tonight. I will be on an all-white plane in an all-white tuxedo tonight. I don't even have an all-white tuxedo. I will, I will make it happen because I make things happen. Put me in charge of fucking eggplants. I don't know what you guys eat. I'd like to learn. Call me. What you got, Spencer? I got a... What, what, which one is it? Oh, I've got a hat. Well, no, it's a gloves off. Oh, no. It's really just a gloves off, you know, just because this place is closing. We lose a lot of independent small businesses. Closing time. They're turning off the lights for the last time. After This place has been a southern Indiana staple for 70 years. Probably the best-known pharmacy in the state. Butt Drugs Pharmacy. Butt Drugs. Butt Drugs Pharmacy is Is it a guy's name? Closing. Or is it, is it just all suppositories? That's all they have, all butt stuff. <laughs> they have wipes, suppositories, powders, creams. Poppers. Sal- salves. Poppers. Yeah, no, the guy's name was Butt. Like, it used to be called William H. Butt Drugs. And then uh, when the father died, the next guy in line just got rid of it and called it butt drugs. And It's a shame. How awesome is that? Because they have a bunch of great merch. I watch some of their local commercials, and they're just full of really dumb local commercial jokes. But the fact that your name is called butt drugs is, <laughs> is enough of a hilarious joke anyway. I'd wear that shirt. Oh, look at the shirt. They're cool. They're baseball shirts. I heart butt drugs. Yeah. And it became, you know, it kind of became a just what a what a smart thing that relates to just our childlike uh, mind that the word butt drugs is still going to make us laugh. And they just got local townies in there. And yeah, and it's also like a soda fountain too, so it's a it's a hang. I mean, I wish I didn't live in an era where you hung out at pharmacies. I wish I did. Yeah, like my dad would talk about that. Like they would just hang out at the Seven Eleven. For like four hours, because there was like an arcade machine in there, and like you could just eat jerky and Slurpees. And oh, just... the idea of being able to kick it at a Seven Eleven—that's incredible. I would love to do that. I think it's the same people kicking it out in front of my Seven Eleven. They just haven't left in thirty years. There's just a guy that sleeps there. The there's arcade's a... gone. There's the guy that uh, holds the the music the door despite the classical music, just absolutely blasting to scare him away. <laughs> oh, the hold the door guy for money. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is kind of nice. It gives you like this, cl- it's classy guilt when you walk in. You're like, oh, yeah, look at me. But I'm a debit guy. So now I'm like, what am I getting you, a Gatorade? I I'm like, they got Venmo. I can't get you on the way out. They got Venmo. I'm not Venmoing some fucking hacker hobo. All of a sudden, he's got my fucking, he's got my Bitcoin from Cash App. I can't handle that. I don't know what these fucking hobos are up to nowadays. Yeah, I want to hang out. There's a pharmacy in Pasadena where you can hang out like that. But yeah, the old soda fountain where they, you don't even have Coke. They, like, just put the syrup in and add the bubbles. And then you can go get your, your Laudlin bottle and just swig on that. You have a little ice cream. <laughs> just, uh, what is it like? You have a date with the swell gal. They only sell old-timey drugs. It's like the fucking, uh, what was the, Dilaudid? Like, all that shit that every wet woman was on in every Western movie. I thought that was Laudlin. I guess, yeah, Dilaudid, Laudlin. It's yeah. probably the same shit. Just some like fucked up crazy name. cough syrup that just puts women to sleep because they're not allowed to leave the house they without were, their husband. Reading some of those ingredients were insane. Some of them would just have like opiate and cocaine in them. Yeah. So well, you can't let it knock you out. You got shit to do. Well, that's great. 
Yeah, but Old West women, they would literally just, they weren't allowed to leave the house without their fucking husband. So they would just sit at home all day while he's fucking mining for gold or farming or whatever. And they would just get fucked up on cough syrup. You just invite all the girls over for like lemonade and just get fucked up and talk shit. That was yeah. that was women's lives in on the frontier for like a sta- hundred years. All stay at home moms have pill are pill heads. You know, yeah, almost sure. all of them have pill problems. Just sitting at home and being bored. Yeah, yeah. We were, we you made do the laundry, but how long does that fucking take? And then you invite the gals over and you fucking chat like hens. And then you just start. Ch- I mean, that's the real lean. That's that's like actually good stuff. That will get you tore up. Oh, they don't even ask twice. They don't even check if you need a refill or if you're you have access to a refill. They just refill it at the pharmacy. I had to go to my dentist up in Santa Clarita, and it's all yuppie up there. And I had to f- get a different prescription, and they gave me, like, the Vicodin from, like, a year prior when I had my wisdom teeth out. Like, they didn't even check or anything. They just, like, took my ID and then just gave me, like, 60 Vicodin. I was nice. like, Jesus, fuck. <laughs> and then you come down to where I live, and there's a fucking bulletproof, bulletproof glass at the Burger King. Damn. So this pharmacy was started in 1952. And uh, when he took over, he bought it from his father and just changed it to butt drugs. So it was his grandfather's, then his father's, then he bought it. I also like the drugs used to be in the name of stores. They don't even call them drug stores anymore. No, it's just CVS Pharmacy. Yeah. Yeah, there there was some, like, independent pharmacies growing up, but even then... You didn't go hang out there. We just would, we'd get thrifty ice cream. Yeah, there was a Saugus Drugs by my dad's house. That was nice, where it's like they had like a Hallmark. They were like a Hallmark store. So it's like they had like 10 cards or aisles of cards. But they also had like a pharmacy. But you could also get like ice cream there. It was, an, it was a nice spot. Yeah, let's make pharmacies hangouts again. You know what we should do is what in uh, Australia, I don't know about England, but in Australia they call them chemists. I got to go see the chemist, which is cool. Yeah, mix stuff start, up. We should call him like the wizard or something. Yeah, you know what I mean. Some guy back there just making medicine. <laughs> Some guy in a tall hat just fixing my flu. The compounder. Something cool. Yeah, give him like a Judge Dread type name. What's good about, or just call him Butt? <laughs> you just call him all Butt drugs. Yeah. What's good about the Butt guy, the Butt drugs people, is. Obviously, that's the last name that's going to get you made fun of, and you just totally own it and make money off of it, and people are coming from all over the country for the merch, and, you know, it's a fun, silly, you know, kooky tourist destination, yeah. then. That's awesome. But was the given name, you know, Beckford said. You make, you make it what it is. You make it what life can be. Have fun with it. How do you get but, the, Beck Beckford Butt. How do you get the, the surname Butt? Buttress, I, like like Smith was like a guy who made something. So you were like a just this guy with just a fat ass, man. <laughs> just some big juicy call you Puerto buttress. Rican ass in like medieval England. Yeah, and it just got everyone wild. There was dude. There was a. I was doing comedy the other night, and I just like looked over and there was someone and you just go like looked at the shoes and went up and I just saw this like crazy ass and my brain was just was going <laughs> I thought this was a dude like I cuz I had, like you know registered that the guy in front of me was a dude and then like 2 minutes after that a comic the guy walks away and a comic is like dude did you see that guy's butt like it was insane <laughs> it was like the fattest uh like girl ass i've seen on a dude and he was wearing a uh, cowboy wrangler so he was like oh i'm gonna show this butt off. oh you should have smacked it yeah i know i should have you're not allowed to smack Missed butts anymore that guy might have let one slide he knows what he's doing 
Damn. <laughs> Why'd you slap this man's ass? Your Honor, you should have seen what he was wearing. <laughs> Wranglers. The guy was a... Yeah, it was a dude. Kind of like weirdly fashionable, but uh, anyway. They're sad and they got to close our doors. They've always been more than customers to us. They're our family. We want to thank you for our loyalty. You place the blame on healthcare changes, lack of control by pharmacies. He basically just said the the drug companies never pay us back, which is Shocker. insane because they're they dominate. They're spending all their money on advertising. Well, something I've learned is they are one of the most transparent and uh, <laughs> and thoughtful uh, industries in these United States is pharmaceutical companies. So I'm surprised to learn this. Yeah, between the pharmaceutical companies and the insur- and the insurance companies, not reimbursing you know reimbursing us less and less and less. Uh, and she had to send them all to CVS. So this cool small town in Indiana, they're all just going to CVS. It happens. More than 50% of all prescriptions go out the door at a loss. Yeah, you can't operate a business like that. They're we trying sh- to take down the little guy. We should have closed five years ago, but I got really creative and made sacrifices to keep it open. But from a business standpoint, I'm unable to continue. It was the hardest decision I ever had to make. Why couldn't he just, uh, like, like you know, Burt's Bees is owned by, like, Coca-Cola or something now? I think Clorox. Yeah, whatever it is. You know, But you know what I'm saying. Like, keep the Butts Drugs name. Put some poison in it like you do. Take some na- nice, natural, holistic mom-and-pop thing. Put just a little bit of poison in it, and then you can sell it to your audience. You know what I mean? Maintain the brand name of Butts Drugs. I'd love to have a Butts Drugs in my neighborhood. The CVS is frankly terrifying, and it always smells like shit. Yeah, it always has that weird poopy smell when you walk you know why no i don't it's because it's full of homeless people that poop themselves i feel like they all have that smell though yeah even the normal ones no go up to fucking go to santa Clarita, go to irvine cvs smells like like floor cleaner like it's supposed to yeah cvs sucks well it's at the target near me now they have like they just did this whole remodel and put an unbelievable amount of stuff behind locked doors. And now they just pay employees to kind of like roam around the 14 aisles that are locked up and <laughs> unlock stuff for people. But I bet I can guess the things that aren't locked up. Uh, apples. <laughs> no, nah, you can grab those. Bags of Clementine cuties. No problem. For sure. Uh, sunscreen. We'll go out on a limb. Say no one's stealing sunscreen. No, I think sunscreen's locked up. Oh, wow. Sunscreen's expensive. Basically, a- anything you put on your body is locked up. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, you're going to get uh, the old thing, Old Spice, that baby's locked up. Because at a certain point, it's like, like that's why like so many Walmarts are closing across the country. It's because they're just like, no, we allot for like 3% of theft, and we're, it's at like 12%. That's just, you can't do it. But like the Walmart up in Panorama City is like, you need permission to get like T-shirts. Like, everything is theft-proof. So it's like, at what point are you devoting, like... <laughs> yeah, way too much What's effort your overhead on security to, devices? Yeah, getting people to stop stealing from you. Yeah, we could insane. just sell the shit on the internet. Oh, what a great idea. But, um, I don't know, it's, 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 it's unfortunate. I bet, no, I bet... You think people stole from butt drugs? Um, I hope not. Indiana, small town, yeah, I bet. It's kind of like the place where you probably stole from when you were a kid, and then you come back, like, t- you know, 15 years later, throw a fiver on there, and be like, I stole a candy bar. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
And then the old man working behind the counter is like, I know you did. I saw it, and I was hoping you'd do the right thing. I did that. Look at that. You did. I did that one time where I just went back to a store where I stole a shirt when I was a teenager, and I was just like, here, I'm going to pay double for this shirt. I stole from you like 15 years ago. (laughs) And the lady still gave me the dirtiest look. I thought it would be a nice moment. Yeah. She was... She, she calls the police on you yeah. anyway. <laughs> I got a charge against her. like, oh, that's no problem, sweetheart. She hits a button under the counter and the fucking doors all close. Damn. Nope. No, we don't have any hangouts because the kids, they all hang out online. You know what? I bet there's a butt drugs in the metaverse. That's where Oh, there's probably a million butt drugs. That's why they're trying to force all the kids online, put all the drugs up their butt online for digitally. And now you're just sitting in your haptic suit. You got the flashlight hooked up constantly. Get your VR headset. You're just walking around butt drugs, getting jacked off, or fun yeah. Hallmark cards. You get your drugs in the mail, so you don't you you know you don't have to like have a drug dealer. You just buy from some weird dark road website. Yeah, you just like you make the drugs yourself. You're like, oh, I got they're research chemicals from a Canadian website, and if you put these two together, they make you trip. It's pretty much like acid and Molly combined. That's sick. I'd like to try that. Yeah. Um, I'm done. I'm out of stories. I'm done. I just, yeah, RIP butt drugs. RIP to anyone who lost family members today. RIP to, um, Akal Tekka from the Turkmenistan Bulletin for trying to cast shade on Turkmenistan. Oh, yeah, you're going down. Well, he's definitely going down because he writes for the Turkmenistan Bulletin. So I'm imagining he lives in Turkmenistan and he wrote something not too nice about Gurbangs and Sirdar. So, which, by the way, they handled it. So what are you going to do? Also, if you need anyone to take this guy out, uh, just get us to Turkmenistan. We're, we'll do we'll do dirty wet work, you know. We'll figure it out. What's the big deal? The country's mostly desert. That's where you bury bodies. We're not worried about it. Reach out, Sirdar. I love you, um, folks. That's a wrap. Hats off, gloves off. You know the deal. Uh, hit us up on at Hogopod. I'm at Mitchell Phillips. That's at Robot Spencer. The production team at Beam Jeremy. But most importantly, at Hogopod. Comments, corrections, suggestions, or good old fashioned hate mail. I love you. Goodbye.